the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Welcome to Panhandle Live on the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here's your host, Marsha Kavalik. From the Hoppy Kirchable Building in historic Martinsburg, West Virginia, this is Panhandle Live for this Wednesday, the 27th day of September in 2023. And Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. We'll tell you more about them as the broadcast goes on. But again, I'm Luke Wiggs, Marsha Kavalik in the host chair today. And Marsha, we've got our first guest in studio and a very special event to, right. uh, to preview. I feel like I should have flossed. anytime we have dental professionals on i just wonder if you know am i doing it right so uh welcome in uh and uh we're happy to have in studio someone who's doing a really great thing uh he and his wife for veterans tuscarora sedation and cosmetic dentistries dr brandon smith is in with us welcome in luke marcia happy to be here Thanks for being in. So uh, apparently this is the second annual uh, event, the Freedom Day for Veterans Celebration that you're holding. Is that right? Yep, that's right. So uh, tell us how this got started. Are you, are you a veteran? Do you know veterans? Well, both my wife, Dr. Browning, and I, uh, we worked at the uh, VA Medical Center. Uh, you know, she, her family, uh, her grandfather, is a World War II fighter pilot, was a World War II wow. fighter pilot, her father, a Vietnam vet. And that's really kind of what started the conversation for us getting involved at the VA Medical Center in the first place. Um, but, uh, you know, during our time there, uh, we saw that there is a uh, kind of a, a gap uh, in terms of the care that's available for uh, veterans, especially whenever they um, depart the service. And uh, we saw that there's a, a massive need in our community to bridge that gap. So, so uh, what I'm understanding is that uh, the veterans who have left the service uh, may not get the same kind of dental care as, as like an act, act of duty. Um, Correct. Uh, there's, there are um, kind of disability requirements uh, to have eligibility for dental care through the VA Medical Center. And it's the highest eligibility requirements of any other service within the VA. So it takes 100% service-connected disability, and not a whole lot of veterans qualify for that. So anecdotally, when you're out, I'm not asking you to point out specific patients, but anecdotally, when you and your wife were servicing veterans over at the Veterans Administration Medical Center, you know, what kinds of issues were you seeing? Uh, was it just lack of, um, it was there severe decay because uh, they hadn't been able to really get in and keep up with their cleanings? Certainly there are capacity issues in the in that system as well. Um, you know, there was a backlog that was months uh, long whenever we were there. So um, even the veterans who were eligible, a lot of times the care, uh, you know, there, w- there was some, what, a, a, a Lack like a lag of mm-hmm. a lag in terms of the care that they've received, um, and and that's you know that's just another side of the problem. And 
you know, you know this probably better than anyone in this room that when you have dental issues, it can impact other areas of your health. A hundred percent. I think at Tuscarora Dental, we really focus on whole body health. And that's something that uh, Dr. Browning and I have really uh, pursued in terms of continuing education. I think that in, in the scope of dental care, especially in our area, we take a more kind of holistic biological approach toward uh, the care that we provide. And for the veterans who are going to be coming for this event, you know, it's not just going to be a quick fix for them. The care that they're going to receive is going to be, uh, you know, something that is going to be taking their whole, whole body health into uh, consideration. And it's going to be some of the top quality care. Well, expand on that then, if you would, if you don't mind, for the, the people wondering uh, what services you guys are going to be offering uh, at this event for veterans. Uh, wh- wh- what what exactly are, are they going to be able to do? Sure. Um, let's see. So veterans, uh, you know, they're, they're going to sign up, uh, fill out a form on our website, and they will uh, be, uh, they'll receive an examination of some kind, a... Um, and then, uh, they're either going to be, you know, based on the needs that we find in the exam, they'll receive either a cleaning, a filling or a tooth extraction. Our aim is to address, uh, immediate dental concerns mm-hmm. and, uh, promote kind of the overall dental health of the patients. So, uh, you know, this is your second year doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some takeaways from the last event? How impactful is this? Yeah. Well, I mean, just, you know, as a, um, as an example, last year during the Freedom Day event, uh, you know, we served oh, uh, 17 patients. We provided about $9,000 worth of treatment. It's an average of about $500 per veteran uh, of value that they received. Wow. Um, and, you know, as, as kind of an example, the, there was a patient named Charlie. He was a Vietnam vet. Uh, whenever we saw him, he'd been having pain every day for the past at least several months. And, uh, you know, we, we took care of him. He ended up having a persistent dental infection. We, we got the tooth out for him. And whenever he left, he was in excellent, excellent spirits. Um, you know, he said that day he felt like he was truly cared for. And that, you know, that type of story is really what's driven us to uh, want to continue this year after year. Well, is that a theme, I, I guess, that you kind of see often? There's a lot of veterans that are just looking for somebody to to care about them, and this is an opportunity for you guys to show that level of care. Absolutely. And, you know, I, what I want to say is what we're seeing this as not just about dental care. It's really about the community coming together. We've been putting a lot of legwork into getting the word out uh, to local businesses, engaging the community, uh, one great example, Titan Barbecue Food Truck is going to be in our parking lot from 11 o'clock a.m. That's so cool. And uh, Josh Carter from Titan, he's offered to provide all active and retired military personnel with a military ID who show up will receive free food that day, all day, and plus 10% of all the purchases that day are going to go toward a local veteran charity. That's wow. awesome. So uh, it's the second annual Freedom Day event. It's happening October 12th. Uh, at uh, your facility, which is at, on Sierra Drive in Martinsburg. 22, 22 Sierra Drive. Yep. Um, 9, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it's October 12th, but you guys are asking for folks to sign up ahead of the event by October 9th, correct? Correct. So to sign up, you visit our website, TuscaroraDental.com. You click the banner at the top of our homepage, and that'll take you to a form. You fill out the form. 
and one of our team members will reach out to you and we'll uh, make sure that we get a spot reserved on our schedule for you. Does this veteran uh, getting services have to reside in Berkeley County? It's available for veterans residing in Berkeley, Jefferson, and Morgan counties. So we're wanting to keep it, um, you know, local, but expand it as much as we feel we'll be able to. So the big question, because I know you guys have this practice, you and your wife, uh, that's two, mm-hmm. if, if my counting is right, Luke. Um what if you get a lot of requests? How are you guys going to accommodate all the veterans? Sure. Well, you know, I think that they're, first of all, I want to say that our scheduling team at the at the office are the best of the best. So I think that if there's an opportunity for us to find, uh, to, to fit somebody else into the schedule, uh, they're going to do it. But, you know, if we get way more interest than what we're expecting, I expect that we'll put out a call to other providers in the area, dentists, hygienists see if they want to donate their time, um, you know, make a difference in the community too. I'm looking at this. It's going to be an all day, 9, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. affair, kind of a, a festival atmosphere in a way because there's going to be, even the, you're going to the dentist, but I wish our, I wish my dentist did this. Um, anyway, so there's going to be a food truck. There are going to be uh, door prizes. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, if you're a little nervous, your comfort dogs, Johnny Cash, and trainee June Carter, it says, are ready to provide some love and support. I That's think we right. need to drill down on that. All right. Well, we have them in the <laughs> office all the time. They're actually uh, qualified working facility dogs. They are uh, receiving uh, excellent uh, service training through Jill Fryfield, um, their uh, trainer. She comes in several times a week. And they're trained to sit with patients who may have some anxiety and just be there for them and comfort them during the appointment. They're trained to do various different things that really help the patients with their anxiety. That is way cool. And, you know, Dr. Smith, you'll be happy to know that uh, I just got a text from my mom saying I've moved out here about a year and a half ago. You haven't been to the dentist in a year and a half. I'm making you you an appointment right now. We'd be happy. (laughs) Happy to have you. So um, recap this and let us know if there's anything else that you wanted to make sure uh, that, that we mentioned. This is going to be a, a service you're providing free uh, for veterans who sign up and uh, they can get either a cleaning, filling, or an extraction, dental exams. Uh, the, the sheet uh, that I got from, uh, from you guys says your aim is to address immediate dental concerns. Uh, so talk about that and uh, how folks can sign up. So immediate dental concerns are going to be anything, you know, if you have something that's causing you pain, obviously that's going to be the first thing that we want to address, but not just that. I mean, if it's just been a long time since you've had regular dental care, if you just feel Look like you, you need yeah. somebody to take <laughs> a look, right at me when he said that. <laughs> if you feel like you need somebody to just take a look and if everything's looking good, you know, you'll get a cleaning and you know, that's really, if that's, what's going to be best for you at that time, that's what we're going to do. Uh, 22 Sierra Drive, TuscaroraDental.com. Click the banner at the top, fill out the form. We'll reach out to you. I just want to make sure that I put a big thank you out to our community because we have had a massive outpouring of support. And a special shout out to the businesses who are going to be joining us in the cause. If you're a local business, you want to be a part of this, please reach out to my office, ask to talk to Candy, um, and to all the listeners, spread the word, and let's come together and help the veteran community. Tuscarora Sedation and Cosmetic Dentistry's Dr. Brandon Smith. Thanks for all you're doing for veterans. And I hope you guys get just a a whole string of folks interested in getting their dental care and enjoying the company of your service dogs and all of that at this special event, October 12th. Thanks for being in. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. We'll have more Panhandle Live coming up in just a moment. You're listening to Panhandle Live on WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. 
Welcome back into Panhandle Live on this Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Luke Wiggs, Marsha Kavalik alongside. And Marsha, we've got our next guest joining us via phone. We sure do. It's West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner calling in. Welcome in. Hey, great to be with you. So uh, we just had a, a local dentist on, and he's having a special event for veterans in the area to give them a dental care. And I said, oh, our next guest is a, is a veteran also. So I'm sure, uh, you know, anytime someone in the community steps up and they're really showing special attention to veterans, that warms your heart. It, it sure does. Anything that uh, we can do to uh, show respect and honor for our veterans, uh, we need to do. And uh, I'm just always thrilled when people step up to offer assistance like that Uh it's a, a, just a great way of giving a salute back to them as they are uh, always, they've got our back. Now it's time for us to have their back. Absolutely. So that event, October 12th. Well, I wanted to ask you because your office released a letter that you sent to Congress, wanted to get your take on it, says uh, that you'd ask Congress to withhold DHS funding until ethical yeah. leadership is in place, in your words. Can you talk about yeah, that? Really, I, I sure will. I, I really appreciate you showing interest in this because it's really the crux of What's at the uh, heart of the division in America today, and that is lack of trust in government, in uh, the election system. We've done a wonderful job here in West Virginia of restoring faith in the elections here. But when you look at it on a national scale, um, what has happened, what prompted this letter was the Department of Homeland Security. And you're aware of all the problems we're having at the border and uh, with fentanyl and, and the drug trafficking, all that sort of thing uh, that, that is causing angst among, among our citizens. Well, the Department of Homeland Secu uh, Security and the Secretary Mayorkas hired three individuals, and I'm talking about Brennan, Clapper, and Colby, who were part of the um, intelligence community that signed a letter purposely misleading the American people right before the 2020 election. So people may recall that there was this letter that was used where 51 so-called intelligence experts said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when they knew for a fact that it wasn't. They purposely misled the American people. And that changed the outcome of the election in 2020. Biden used that against Trump in the debate just two weeks before the election. And Trump didn't have time to come back and show that they were lying to us. Well, here they were purposely misleading the people. And, and this isn't an opinion. This is, in fact, this is what Jim Jordan, the House Judiciary Chair, put uh, Mike Morrell under oath, who was the head of the CIA, and said, where did you get this idea to write a letter saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation? And he said he got it from Tony Blinken, who is the current U.S. Secretary of State. That just shows how corrupt, how uh, dishonest this administration is. And so then when the Homeland Security director picks these same people, Brennan, Clapper, Colby, and puts them in a position of authority to where they can advise on national security matters, I said enough is enough. We have to call them out on that. And what Congress can do is right now as we're all talking about shutting down the government, what the government should be funding and what it shouldn't be funding and all that sort of thing. I said you have the power of the purse. That's what the U.S. Constitution gives to the House of Representatives is to withhold funding from DHS until they clean house. Okay, I called for my Orcas's res resignation. They should not be hiring people and giving them security clearances or giving them access to sensitive government data who have lied to the American people. We can't have people in government who lie to the American people, throw presidential elections. It, it's as corrupt as corrupt can be. When you hear about the swamp, 
this is it. This is a perfect example. So I wrote this letter to uh, McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, and the House Finance Chair, um, and that's uh, Kay Granger out of Texas. And I said, withhold funding from DHS until they clean house, get people of integrity in there, and then we can restore some confidence in the government. Well, sir, you've served in your capacity since 2016, and uh, and obviously distrust in in the current status of government is is it's not a bipartisan issue because it seems as though it comes from both the right and the left. I mean, have you seen your constituents' trust in government deteriorate over your time in office? Well, there's there's kind of a mix here in West Virginia. I've seen the confidence rise in our elections. We we give results on election night. We're using the best equipment in the world. We have voter verified paper trails. We have all the security mechanisms in place. We do audits, mandatory audits. Our clerks have done a wonderful job. We've taken 400,000 names off of the voter registration list. That's 400,000 opportunities for fraud that no longer exist. We've implemented voter ID. We've got security in the West Virginia elections. We don't have that in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. Those, those are the swing states, and they still have those problems. So. When we get back to things like our own CIA, this is where I really get hot. When our own CIA and those officials lied to us about the government, about the Hunter Biden laptop, what they did is they said this is Russian disinformation when it wasn't, and they knew it wasn't. And they've testified now under oath saying that they knew it was a lie. They did it for uh, political purposes to sway the outcome of the election. They did not want Trump reelected. That's, see, that, that is election interference at its ultimate. It doesn't get any worse. They like to wave their hands and say, oh, we have to worry about Russian disinformation or Chinese or North Korean and whatever. No, it's our own CIA that's lying to us, and I really get hot about that. You see, I spent two and a half decades on active duty and five years in Afghanistan. When I raised my hand at West Point and swore to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, for the next two and a half decades, I worried about those foreign threats. And it wasn't until this year that I had to start worrying about the domestic threats. The domestic threats are our own CIA and the FBI when they lie to us to throw a presidential election. And that's why I'm so glad you guys picked up on this and are talking about it to give West Virginians the chance to say, hey, wait a second. We shouldn't just take for granted whatever comes out of the administration or these three-lettered agencies' mouths. We have to worry about them lying to us. And we need to get past that when we make informed choices in the 2024 election. Our guest this morning is West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner. Obviously, part of your job is the chief elections officer in the state. And, and you have sent a letter to Congress uh, asking for them to withhold Department of Homeland Security funding uh, because of the, the uh, idea that these three men might be uh, in, in office and have security clearances uh, after, after the events uh, ahead of the, the last election. So my question is... As the state's chief um, elections officer, can you do anything with more teeth if you do honestly believe that this was election interference? Can you uh, petition our attorney general's office to to uh, file suit? Well, it, it, this is at a, at a national level. This is not just in West Virginia. This is they, they lied to all the American people, and that had outcomes. And th- there were independent polling that was done after. It was revealed that uh, you know, when the New- even the New York Times and Washington Post said, hey, the Hunter Biden laptop is real. It, it wasn't Rus- Russian disinformation. They then polled the people who voted for Biden, and anywhere between 4 and 17 percent of the people who voted for Biden said they would not have voted for Biden had they known that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. But, so they, they bought the lie. 
And so that did change the outcome of the election. So there isn't really a lawsuit that can be filed. It's doing just what you're doing. That's why I'm so proud of what you're doing. That's talking about it and letting listeners hear about what is going on inside or behind the scenes in federal government. And here is one state that has called them out. Previously, in, on July 12th, I'd written a letter talking about, and I got five other secretaries of state to sign it with me, uh, Arkansas, Wyoming, Louisiana, Ohio. These states joined with West Virginia and said that um, Tony Blinken should resign because he was the one who started this lie, and we can't have him as secretary of state. He has no credibility with at least half of the country knowing that he lied to us about a presidential election. So this is more something that is done in the realm of what you're doing. That's why we have a freedom of the press. We can talk about these things to hold government accountable. And how do we hold them accountable? By voting in the next election and voting the people who are lying to us out of office, bring the new folks in who have integrity and uh, will represent uh, based on truth rather than based on lies. We're speaking this morning with West Virginia Secretary of State Mac Warner. Obviously, you, you talked about this upcoming election cycle, which is always already underway. Um, I wanted to ask you two questions. One is uh, you're you're a candidate in the upcoming election uh, for the office of governor. Wanted to ask how things are going on the campaign trail, and also anecdotally, um, are you seeing uh, a, you know interest kind of amped up ahead of this uh, upcoming presidential cycle? It is. And in fact, I think there's a debate uh, either tonight or tomorrow night that we've already had one presidential presidential debate. Yes, there is interest in the upcoming election. I think people are fed up with Bidenomics, the inflation that's just eating every one of us every time we try to fill up a gas tank or go buy food for the family. It's killing us. And so I think everybody's looking at how do we change that? Well, let's look back three or four years and see what was happening under President Trump. The interest rates are much lower. Gas is about half of what it is right now. It can be changed. We can go back to a common sense sort of restricted or less government and an approach towards uh, giving people independent choices when it comes to COVID vaccinations or parents having a say in education. All those are issues that uh, people are ready to return to common sense. Getting rid of all this wokeness and the uh, CRT and all the craziness that's going on in school and transgender uh, being pushed on kids and letting kids choose you know, what gender they're going to be, that's, that's craziness. That's not West Virginia values. That's why I'm, I'm in this race for governor. And if people want a fighter, I think you may hear it in my voice. I, I get agitated about this. I'm going to push back against the craziness coming out of D.C. And I will restore common sense in West Virginia government. I will work with our super majorities in the House and the Senate. My wife is a legislator. We will serve as a first couple in the governor's mansion, working with the legislature to move this state ahead. I will be in education government. Everything's the governor. Everything starts with education, just like a job solves a lot of problems, social ills, and education is a great equalizer. They can't take it away from you, and it's like it gives us a work-ready workforce. Uh, you know, that's what employers are looking for around the state right now is somebody that is off of the drugs, is educated and ready to uh, to perform or, or start their own job, start, be an entrepreneur and start your own job. We've made it easier to start a business in West Virginia. This is what I've done as Secretary of State. You can do that online. We have assistants. We have wizards. We have uh, chatbots. We have all kinds of ways to help people start and keep grow their businesses. So what I've done in the Secretary of State's office, I want to do on state government. I want to improve the agencies, you know, the DMV, DHHR, DEP, all those agencies, uh, I've, I've worked at the um, 
at the largest levels. I, I was ran the world's largest rule of law program in Afghanistan, where I worked with the Supreme Court, Ministry of Justice, Attorney General's Office, and Ministry of Women's Affairs. All of those agencies were under my purview, and I had over 100 uh, lawyers and interpreters working with me to advise us. Well, that's the same sort of thing that I want to take into state government and improve state government, just like we've done through the Secretary of State's office with the voting and the election integrity. So I'm excited about this. To answer your question, things are going great with the, the campaign. It's a word of mouth. It's a coalition building with teachers, with uh, first responders, gun owners, women, people of prayer. These people are rallying around the Mackmore campaign, and uh, I'm just excited for me to get here so we can uh, – I can be that Republican candidate to move on into November. Well, Secretary of State Mac Warner, we really appreciate you giving us the time this morning. Sure. Always great being with you. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll have more Panhandle Live coming up in just a moment. Local news now at panhandlenewsnetwork.com. Now back to Panhandle Live. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville, online too at countryroadstireandauto.com. If you missed any or part of today's show, our first guest was from uh, the Tuscarora Dental Service, Dr. Brandon Smith, and the great work that they're doing with veterans in their upcoming Freedom Day. That's on October 12th to get some free dental work done for veterans uh, but you have to register for that, as you heard in that segment, uh, by October 9th. We also just heard from Secretary of State Mac Warner, his office yesterday releasing a letter to Congress that uh, uh, outraged that the Department of Homeland Security would offer lucrative employment contracts to former officials involved in misleading the American public on the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop uh, situation. Again, that was a the quote specifically from that letter, and you can listen back to that interview uh, when we post it a little bit later today on our Panhandle Live uh, Spotify pages. Hang on. Hey there, there she is. There I am. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, Luke? You know, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The Orioles won. They did. They did. It was a, a, a one nothing game yesterday. Took about two hours and fifteen minutes. You got to go to a baseball game this year, and you got to see the the new pace of play and how mm-hmm. quickly games are moving. And I I had no idea what to expect. It's like I've not been out of my house, but like that was my first major league baseball game, and uh, it it was really cool that it was it all wrapped up pretty quickly. Like it wasn't. Um, it, plus, it was exciting because the Orioles, you know, that's the team we're supporting, and and they were doing really well. And uh, this means playoffs, right? Was this? Yeah, they uh, two more wins. They'll clinch the division, but they're in the postseason right now. So you're right. That does mean playoff baseball for Baltimore, and we'll have all those games here on WEPM and WCST. That's very cool. Um, so, and I understand they had they had suffered a loss of one of their longtime uh, players uh, who was in his 80s, but had spent 23 years with the organization. So yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. You know, sports over time, you come so connected to heroes of towns like Brooke Ro- Brooks Robinson was. You heard Parker Stone mention it on Panhandle uh, Sports Live earlier. You know, 18 gold gloves for him, one of the the cornerstones of the Orioles organization that, you know, and, and don't come after me, Orioles fans, but this is a, an organization that, you know, doesn't have the star power like the Yankees or the Red Sox or, you know, my beloved St. Louis Cardinals, where you look at Cal Ripken Jr. and, and Brooks Robinson as some of the few Jim Palmer, as some of the few pinnacles on that Mount Rushmore of Orioles baseball. And it's always sad when they get to the point of their life where they pass away. But it's an opportunity for, you know, some of our older Orioles fans that grew up watching 
Robinson that grew up watching Cal Ripken break the consecutive games played streak that grew up watching Jim Palmer uh, pitch in baseball games to remember some of the good times that Orioles baseball has had in the past and the current era of Earl Orioles baseball which is as competitive as we've seen in a while and uh, you know they might have the best record in the American League when it's all said and done and have a chance to win a championship. It's kind of cool that he lived long enough to see that resurgence Absolutely. and uh, I know I, I tuned into a little of the broadcast yesterday and they were talking about you know this, on a day when we're thinking about number five and this was early on because I, I guess they scored early and then that was it right? Yeah there was a one home run by Gunnar Henderson was the only uh, the only run scored in this game. So um, kind of a backyard brawl in a way because it was the Nats <laughs> against the Orioles. But, um, yeah, so kind of exciting, uh, especially if you're an Orioles fan. Uh, so stay tuned because that uh, broadcast will continue as, as they move on through the playoffs. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have Orioles baseball until the last out of the last game of whatever the season will be for the O's. So uh, we've had a little bit of local news that it's interesting because uh, this was on my radar back in the spring, whenever um, whenever this body was discovered uh, off, I guess uh, I sixty four near Charleston, there was a body that was found. It was a it was a woman, and there was a blanket over the body, and so all kinds of you know thoughts. Uh, you know what? Did someone just kill this person and discard her body? It was just very tragic. But then this week we learned uh, that the body had been identified, and there was a local connection. Yeah, there was, uh, and we're going to be hearing from the uh, chief of detectives and Lieutenant Tony Hazlett here in just a second, but you mentioned the DNA found uh, by the woman that was found was submitted to an FBI database. It took a little bit of time for that information to come back from Florida, and that woman was identified as Tamber Burnell Johnson, uh, who was 31 years old of Falling Waters, West Virginia, uh, and uh, uh, Lieutenant Hazlett had said her body was found by work crews that were picking up trash along Greenbrier Street, uh, which is between the state capitol and West Virginia and the International Jaeger Airport. And as you mentioned, uh, a blanket was found over the body. And he, he started by saying in, in his interviews with our, our Metro News affiliates, WCHS down in Charleston, that she did have some ties to that Dunbar area. According to some family members we spoke to, uh, she actually had an apartment down there at one time. Um, but as far as the area she was in, um, we don't have any, any clue on that. And he did say that for the time being, they don't suspect any foul play. All indications uh, from the ME and the investigation rolled that this is not a homicide. It's no foul play suspected, uh, no trauma, no broken bones or anything like that. We're still waiting on the medical examiner's final report, though. And he said one thing that is a little bit befuddling is they don't know how she got to Greenbrier Street, but they don't believe she was dropped off there after her death. At this point, we don't believe it's going to be a, a dump site, as per se. I mean, uh, but however with the name that we just got last week and we're still trying to follow up with associates and uh, friends of why she was still back in this area and how she got back from Florida back to Charleston. So there's still some investigation we need to do. And like you said, they're still waiting for the full medical examiner's final report. Well, our hearts go out to her family members, some of whom might be listening, of course. And um, I understand from the reporting and you can see that uh, I've posted the story from Metro news up on our panhandle news network uh, website. So it wouldn't get lost. Um, but according to some of the early reporting, uh, folk, the detectives that talked to her family members said uh, she moved around. You know, she was transient. That was the word that was used. She had lived in Florida for a bit, obviously had some ties to the Dunbar area uh, from Berkeley County as well. And uh, it was because uh, they she didn't always touch base with family members. They didn't know that she was out of pocket, you know, that she was really missing. And that's that's very tragic. And, and, um, you know, we've all, we've all known folks that have kind of gone off our radar, you know, of their own volition, 
uh, or circumstances. And uh, this is a tragic outcome uh, because I, th- I think, um, you know, folks kind of got, you know, they weren't really checking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, because she hadn't checked in. Uh, and credit where credit is due, of course, you know, this is the system working. We were a little confused, like you said, when this report came across the wire in February. And it takes a while for something like this to get resolved, but very good job done by the Charleston Police Department and kind of getting us a little bit more of a clearer picture. And that picture, uh, like you heard from Lieutenant Hazlett there, is going to get a little bit clearer and clearer as uh, the, the weeks roll on. And hopefully provide some closure for her family members. And uh, so, yeah, like you said, good work on the part of the police department uh, there in Charleston. So there was, it's interesting, uh, there was another piece uh, at wvmetronews.com about the opioid settlement money, uh, which we understand some of that money could be upwards of uh, a billion plus dollars uh, when all of the settlements come from, you know, the suits filed against a lot of the the drug makers and other entities that uh, are being held responsible for bringing opioids in, opioids, she said, into the state. Um, but a local connection because former 23rd Judicial Circuit Judge Christopher Wilkes was put in a management position to say, um, you know, to suggest how much money might be allocated to uh, the attorneys that worked on those cases. And I, I think it's widely known that when there's, for example, a class action suit, um, attorneys' fees take up a good bit of settlements. You know, they, they do the groundwork, they get the, the suit going, and so they are compensated. Uh, but there's there's been some pushback because uh, the opioid settlement money uh, at the heart of it, the the idea of it is to go into these communities that have been hard impacted by the opioid epidemic and to make them whole. Um, but uh, if if a lot of not, not a lot, but you know a good chunk of that money might be going instead to uh, attorney fees, uh, there's some criticism about is that really you know in, at the spirit of it. Right, and and that uh, that fee might be in the in the range of 141 million dollars in attorneys' fees. And you heard Brad McElhaney on Metro News's talk line yesterday uh, talk about that with Hoppy, um, and, and really kind of give him kind of his perspective. You can find an article about it at wvmetronews.com. But intrepid reporter Jeff Jenkins also kind of reported on the story, and this was what his report sounded like for the Metro News Radio Network about kind of the reactions uh, to this settlement. West Virginia Citizens Against Lawsuit Abuse is criticizing State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey for the millions of dollars in attorney fees being recommended for lawyers who worked on opioid cases the state filed. Kayla spokesman Greg Thomas says $141 million in attorney fees is not a headline I expected to see in our state in 2023. Morrissey calls Thomas an uninformed and conflicted individual. In a statement to Metro News, Morrissey said his office has negotiated an amount attorneys should be paid, but said, quote, I am troubled by the aggregate amount of attorney fees that will be paid from the settlements, which includes cities and counties. You can read more from Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhaney in the story posted at our website. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WVMetroNews.com. And Marcia, just another story that's going to unravel and we'll learn mm-hmm. more about here in the next couple of days. Absolutely. So um, more Panhandle Live after this quick break. We're going to learn about a new uh, option for dining there that's coming to Martinsburg. Broadcasting from the Hoppy Kerchival Building in Martinsburg, it's Panhandle Live. Final segment of Panhandle Live on this Wednesday, the 27th day of September. I'm Luke Wiggs with Marsha Kavalik alongside. And uh, it's getting close to lunchtime, Marsha. We're playing a dangerous game with our next guest that we have in <laughs> studio right. here. We always run the risk of being really hungry after we talk to folks about food. Uh, but joining us in studio, 
uh, from the new Golden Asian Buffet is Dave New. Welcome in. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you, Luke. So uh, I have to ask you, because I, I asked you a little bit before the show, this is not your first restaurant in town. Right. Uh, this is uh, actually our second uh, restaurant. Is uh, uh, the the first one is uh, Asian Garden, which a lot of yes. people are probably very right. familiar it's with. It's the right? same as a Foxcroft Avenue. So you're opening another one on Foxcroft Avenue, but they're not the same. They're not the same restaurant. Yes, this is not. Uh, it's a different concept, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so we are buffets over there. So you know. Uh, you pay like one price, you can get all you can eat. So um, have a more uh, offer from that, like uh, have um, which is appropriate because the building that you're occupying now mm -hmm. used to be the Golden Corral, which is <laughs> like a big buffet, yes, right? It's so a it's, you didn't have to change so much of the infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, then, right? yeah, just change the sign. Yes, that's true. So you know that. When, <laughs> when you uh, have been operating the Asian Garden, and how long has the Asian Garden been in business? That's about. 20 years wow so, yeah i believe yeah so um it, were you seeing the need that people kind of really wanted this other kind of service too like they'd like to have a buffet mm -hmm. so and that kind of prompted you to say you know mm -hmm. maybe we could spread right. out yeah yeah so not too far out right <laughs> yeah so especially on this area so you know uh we see uh not so many buffet restaurant so Maybe, you know, we try to, you know, give uh, more options to mm -hmm. the people want to go to the restaurant. In this area. So, so how different is it running at a buffet then? I mean, are you guys making twice as much, Someone's three times as much food? just in there working yeah, all exactly. the time. Right. It's, it's not more, one order at a time. It's just, yeah, Exactly. It's a more, more, um, you know, more... Um, Volume, more, right? Right. Yes. How do you predict? Because, okay, when I go to a given uh, restaurant... I, I usually have a favorite, right? Uh, and it's usually a pretty mainstream favorite. But how do you predict that people are going to want it, you know, a particular kind of chicken as opposed to beef? Or do you just have to be ready for everything? How we predict, we try to serve all much of food. So <laughs> there you go. So just blanket. The, yeah. So all that's the options. We, right, we offer like uh, we have, a, you know, a lot of options of sushi. Mm. We do have hibachi. Really? Right. We do have uh, ramen. We have a pho. We have uh, so many kind of a Chinese food, a dinner. Uh, I mean, like uh, the uh, dessert. Yes. So so many options. Well, well, let me ask you this then, because you guys have been open since last Friday, correct? Yes. Like okay. uh, today is like this. this Six days already. Okay. Wow. So for, for our patrons here in Martinsburg that have been coming and eating at the buffet, what's right. uh, what have the most popular items been so far? Um, what's getting eaten the most? What if it just right. says they're say eating everything? Everything. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty balanced. People, yeah, because we just opened, so people are really excited for try to all of the food. Sometimes they came like uh, two or three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, like uh, it's already six days. Like they come almost every day sometimes. It's becoming their lunch spot. Yeah, and then they... Uh -huh. Try two different things. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, when you are setting up options for mm -hmm. folks, and you mentioned pho, you mentioned right. some of the ramen mm -hmm. uh, options, uh, are you trying to kind of introduce folks to some, you know, flavors and uh, types of food that maybe they wouldn't, you know, take a risk on at a sit-down menu restaurant? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you know. That's so they can kind of sample. Right, yeah, kind of simple. And then uh, people come in and, you know, sometimes when they go to the restaurant and sit down, they just can't try like a one things of, mm -hmm. you know, 
uh, a food, but uh, that's why we present when a people come in, they can try many food, then pay just the one. And, and do you uh, get the opportunity often, you know, uh, for people from Asia that move to the area to, to kind of come to your restaurant and say, man, this tastes like it does, uh, just like it does at home. Yeah, we try to. We try to make the taste authentic, like, uh-huh. the, um, you know, authentic Asian. So, yeah. How long have you been working on this project? When did you guys uh, ac- acquire that building? It's actually, it's already a year. We start wow. last September. <laughs> then we open in September. So, so it, it literally takes that long. Yeah, yeah. So what all Since, what all was going on in the building? Because as Luke mentioned, the kind of the infrastructure because was we there. are renovate everything inside. Oh, okay. So mostly people come in and then they knows before the Golden Corral looks like, and then they come in. Oh, it's totally changed. And mm. so it's not going to look like the Golden Corral. No, no, yeah. <laughs> so well, changed. then let me ask you this then. So someone that hasn't been into the restaurant before, because the the worst thing for me about going to a buffet is you go you, you see the stuff right up front and you go oh, I'm going to eat that and you fill up on that and then you walk to the back of the restaurant and you go oh my goodness <laughs> I want I wish I would have known that this was here so so can you kind of kind of lay out you know where everything is in the restaurant you want for people that strategy yeah exactly as you you're know, hitting what, the buffet what, all the different places in the restaurant <laughs> like what what people should expect sushi's here chickens here etc how does it kind of lay out for so, you guys okay so the first time they come in in the front door, they see, you know, it's uh, a big area. That's mm. that's a uh, hibachi and uh, and uh, noodles. Okay. But they can't see the uh, the buffet area because like half a wall on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, we make we try to make um a little bit different uh the concept building with the uh, any other buffet. Mm-hmm. Mostly buffet when they come in, they can see everything. Right. But in here, we try to make like a section. So after when you turn left, then you can see the section of the sushi and, you know, the buffet, like um, uh, the many kind of uh, Chinese uh, food mm-hmm. and then the dessert or something. So maybe they should, maybe you should do a once around right, before exactly. you commit case, case to what you want to, yeah, way. case yeah. the place. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have People any favorites that. that you, that you like in particular I, when you go in there? It's because it's getting cold. I like noodles. Mm. I like you know, um, a broth, uh, mm-hmm. something like make kind of hearty soup. Yeah. Soup. Yes. Are um, you see a lot it. of folks going over to the sushi too? Like they, you know, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's a good lunch choice. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not, adve- you know, I've never had sushi before. I'm not a yeah. very adventurous guy. So, you know, for somebody that's going to try sushi for the first time, uh, what, what, what would you say the go-to is, you know, this is pretty safe. This is what I the would try. The entry point sushi. Yeah, the yeah. entry point sushi. Uh, what, mostly where should we go? people eat the sushi. They kind of know, um, you know, they they already try before uh, sushi. So um, uh, mostly they have knowledge. Oh, this is mm. like a, a, like okay, spicy tuna. Okay, what the ingredients inside? So, and especially um, people around here, they knows is uh, the same company with the uh, uh, Asian Garden, right? And uh, they like sushi in Asian Garden, so you know. They, if you like it say, there, you'll like it. Yeah, here. they like because it's the same recipe. <laughs> Dave Fanu is with us from the Golden Asian Buffet, which is in the former Golden Corral. I have to ask you: Do you provide forks? Okay, oh, come on. Oh, I, I, I see what you're going. With. This isn't are, chopsticks only, are, right? We're, we're going. We're right. going. Okay. Are there forks? Uh, for, oh yeah. Okay. You can ask him right. if there's plates. Do, <laughs> do you guys have cups? No. <laughs> do you guys have chairs? No, because some I've heard mm-hmm. that there are some some you know 
Asian restaurants that test people and yeah. they make them ask for the forks <laughs> <laughs> because yes. some of us don't do chopsticks well All right that's me i, I don't do chopsticks well you can the rest do of my family chopsticks <laughs> <laughs> when you when you right come there. we'll make sure that they have the right chopsticks the starter there set, right? well marcia right. in, in the dying <sighs> seconds then let's ask you what's your so i'm a huge i'm a simple guy i love egg fried rice i love lo mein i love sweet and sour chicken i love general sauce and i'm assuming that all those things are offered by the buffet. Oh, but, right, yeah. but what's Marsha Cavallis go to so Chinese or Asian beef food? And order? Beef and broccoli. Beef and broccoli. Pretty mild. And yeah, we're good on sorry. beef and broccoli. We got beef and broccoli down there. Yeah. All set. There you awesome. go. Uh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Sounds like I know where I'm going to eat and, lunch. Today. And I might be able to get a fork if I ask nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Fork's optional. Fork's right. optional. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we very much appreciate uh, you joining us. And, Thank uh, you and, so much. And good luck in the future with the restaurant. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. All right. And again, if you missed any or part of today's show, it's going to be available coming up on our uh, Panhandle Live uh, Spotify pages. Uh, but for Marsha, I've been Luke Wiggs, and we will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. Down by the riverside, study one more. Well, ain't gonna study one more, study one more. Ain't gonna study one more. Lying, study one more, study one more. I ain't gonna study one more. Well, I'm gonna put on my long white robe down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. W.E. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.